What's up, guys? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. So if you have a new idea, project, or business that you're working on and you're feeling a little bit stuck, I'd love to help you or connect you with somebody that can. And if you're in college, I'd love to connect you with Miss Ashlyn Knox because she is our guest today. It is Sunday, and really looking forward to digging a little bit into how she manages all that she does in college, but then also starting a couple of businesses on the side and then helping other businesses. So one of the things that we were chatting about before we hopped on this episode was the fact that some of her friends are giving her shit for, I guess, not hanging out and enjoying herself a little bit. But one of the things we were talking about is some of the things that she enjoys might not be what other people enjoy. And I understand this wholeheartedly as an entrepreneur, but I'd love to hear a little bit about what it is that you're actually going through and then how that has differed over the past maybe year or two since you've obviously been going through college and some of your interests have been changing. I told CJ this is my first podcast experience. So I'm really excited to just kind of be able to share what I think is not really shared whenever people start talking about entrepreneurship. It can be seen like it's this freaking glorious thing and like, oh, you're running your own thing and oh, you're in college and you're doing this. This is awesome. But there's like a lot of kind of like struggles that are kind of behind it because it's a grind. Like, and I know we say like it's a grind. It sounds corny, but like it is. And kind of just diving right into it, at least for myself in this past year, I have kind of transitioned into a period where like I was kind of serious about saying like, oh yeah, I really want to get into training or I really want to start my own business. And I was going back and forth all the time and like halfway taking it seriously, but then halfway partaking in activities that I knew at the time weren't fueling me or pushing me to where I needed to be. So once this school year started, I'm currently in my junior year now at UT. I started my internship. I started seeking a lot of mentorship at my internship and just kind of started realizing like where I was actually enjoying spending my time and as opposed to where I was spending my time that was kind of draining me. So sometimes there would literally be times like I could go to work like a full day and be in the gym all day. And so what's the, what, what is work so for you? So right now, like I have some of my own clients on the side that I'll train like in between classes, before classes on campus at their apartment gyms. And that's awesome because I'm getting to pour into people who are really like me. But I'm also kind of getting to pour into a population who's like completely separate than me because I work at um, a gym in Westlake called Train for the Game. And it has just been an awesome experience. One, because I've been able to have so many different mentors, people who are literally doing things that I want to do. But then also my boss has given me the opportunity to kind of dive into the administrative aspect because he knows I want to be in business. I want to start my own business. So he's given me this role in admin and like kind of like letting me run with this. So I'm getting to learn a lot. But last semester, I was spending a lot, a lot of time in the gym at work. Uh, so I trained for the game and I would be at the gym all day. Sometimes I would be there 5 a.m. to like 3 p.m. But I wasn't drained. Like, yeah, I'm sure I was tired. The fitness industry is a tiring industry. It's not like you go to work, take a nap well, in the middle you, of the day. Like it's if you're not tired at the end of the night, you did the day wrong. Yeah, that's how I that's look what at I'm it. Saying. Like, so like you should be hitting that. You should be shutting bed. down. Yeah. Like you should like once it hits like nine o'clock, like, yeah, I'm like pretty tired actually. If I'm staying up any later than this, it's gonna be me like in like delirium. So it's I was spending so much time there, but I wasn't like I was enjoying myself and it was kind of like a weird thing. I'm like I wasn't sad about getting up at like five in the morning to go to work. And I wasn't really sad about having to be there all day because I would find that I would go. And even when I was quote unquote scheduled to be there, 
I would end up being there like another hour, another two hours chatting with one of the other coaches or doing different research about any of the topics we were learning about that week in our internship. Any kind of like extra time, it, it was a weird thing. I was like, I don't mind being at work. And it was something that it took me like a few weeks to be like, okay, like maybe it's because one, I actually enjoy what I'm learning, but I enjoy the people that I'm around at work, client-wise and like my coworkers, they're awesome. Like we're friends, we genuinely enjoy each other. And I had never been in a space like that, like until now. And for most college students, all of our jobs have just been like, we work at the freaking bookstore on campus. We work in one of the schools as like a receptionist. We're really like doing our freaking homework. Like everything it's was trading like, time for a dime. Yeah. So yeah, like literally trading time for a dime. That's a perfect way to put it. And so I was just like, well, this is weird. And then during my internship, it was an unpaid internship. So I was also working for free. So I was really like, dude, what the hell? I was like, what? How am I like enjoying so much of this time? And that is probably the beginning of the year last year. Cause I was so tired all the time. Like I wasn't wanting to go out as much. Probably a year ago, I was like always down like Friday, Saturday. I'm down to go out Thursday if I can. I'm down to go out Friday if I can, Saturday if I can. So my same like group of friends would hit me up and I'm just like, dude, no, like I'm tired. I'm either tired or I have to get up early the next morning or I just don't really want to go do that. So you want to, and this is the other thing. So like you say, like you have to get up. For me, it was a similar avenue. It was less about I have to get up and more of I actually want to get yeah. up and do these things. And if I stay out late and do these other things, it's going to inhibit me from getting up early and actually going to do the thing that I really yeah. thoroughly enjoy. And that's where I give you so much credit because in college, like it took me till after college to start doing those things. Because in college, I kind of had that inclination, but I really just didn't have the outlets to do kind of like what you've been up to. And that's where I'd love to ask you, how did it start? So how did you get on this journey of you came into UT and then you started having a passion for health and wellness. What was the beginning like for you? How did you find that initial passion? Because I feel a lot of college students struggle to veer off the path, especially during college because of all the pressure yeah. surrounding you. But for you, what was that initial thing that kind of sparked it? I think that for myself, um, whenever I first started getting into health and wellness, it was after I had decided to stop running track. So even like last week on the panel, we spoke about like leaving communities. I went, tried out for the track team and I was just like, I'm not enjoying it anymore. And that's kind of when I started to realize, okay, I like to train. I like to be around motivated individuals. I like people who are prioritizing their health, et cetera. So that's when I flipped it and I was like, okay, maybe I want to be on the other side of it. And then that's when I went, I studied to get my um, PT certificate as a personal trainer, did all that. And it wasn't like super challenging. It was, I think honestly, anyone could study for the personal trainer test and become a personal trainer, to be honest. So even after that, I was kind of like, well, what do I do with this? I called myself working so hard to get like this certification have the certification, like... Now what? Yeah, like, now what? I, now I just have this accreditation. I'm like, oh, yeah, like... And I'm sure, like, in the beginning of, like, my journey, it was more like, oh, yeah, I have this, I have this. And it was just like... I didn't know, what, like, what I wanted to do with it. So I wasn't, I wasn't in a place where I feel like I was being challenged. Like, I was more... Oh, everyone was like, oh, that's so great that you're doing that. So it was like I was around certain people that would, like, boost my ego. You know? Like, people that thought I was so great for doing what I was doing when really... I wasn't really doing anything. Like and I those just, people don't help you. No, those people don't help yeah. me. So I was in this stagnant place for a long time. Um, that was probably what the beginning of my sophomore year. 
So as I moved into the end of my sophomore year, I studied abroad in Spain this past summer before I'm coming in my junior year. And it was just so eye-opening to see, one, how other people were living just outside of America. What was the biggest takeaway? Biggest takeaway is that in Spain, and at least in Spain and specifically, I know in Europe, they just live much more like lax. Like they're just more, like they're happier individuals. Like you, you can ask anyone Why? their opinion of America. They work less, but they also enjoy what they're doing. Everything's like small business there. There's no giant corporations. Everything is like mom and pop store. So everyone's doing things like they want to do. And so it was just so eye-opening to me to see that people were just enjoying life so much. Even talking to other students while I was studying there, they were like, grades aren't even like a really big deal to us. Like we just get our grades in a semester. And I'm like, dude, you go walk around McCombs and like everyone's like basically pulling their resume out of their backpack, showing you their GPA. So it was just really eye-opening. And it was like, what brings me that kind of joy? Like I need, I want to find what brings me that joy. And then, so that was kind of like my mission. Like when I came back from Spain before my junior year started, like if I'm going to say that, or if I believe that training or training other people is that joy for me, like I need to hone in on it and make sure like that's really what I'd like to do. So that's when I started my internship and that's when I realized like I enjoy pouring into other people. Like I enjoy that. And I, I think fitness is a great outlet to do it because most people that start out training don't know anything about it. So you're teaching someone like this whole new realm of stuff and then they can go teach it to someone else or share a tip with someone else. So it's like this never ending thing of learning and fitness was that for me. Like it was how I could pour into other people because one, it's what I knew. And two, it was, it's just interesting to me. Like the body is just never ending. Like you can never stop learning about it. So that's when I really started to take it seriously. But it wasn't until I gave it another try, like a solid chance, like put time and effort towards it, like actually going and training people, putting myself out there, getting an internship opportunity, seeking out mentorship. Like that's when I was able to realize like, okay, this is what I like to do. But until you give something like not necessarily the chance, but the solid amount of effort, I feel like you can't really know. So you have to go do it. And Oh man, you're hitting on such a good point. And a lot of people, they don't give it that effort because yeah. there's no ego boost right away. So an ego boost can be just like, it could be your friends, it could be money, it could be items. And that's where, especially when you're younger, if you don't get paid for it, you don't want to do it. Yeah. Or if you don't have a grade attached to it, you don't want to do it. And what you start learning, especially in the entrepreneurial world, is what moves the needle forward are these little things that don't have anything attached to it. So for instance, we're sitting here doing this podcast on a Sunday. Yeah. We could be doing anything else yeah. <laughs> in in the world right now, but we're sitting here conversing and then trying to move our, our needles forward, right? There's no money attached to this. There's no, like no one's sitting here cheering us on or anything like that. But this little conversation is going to help both of us. And that's where I think a lot of students and youth, especially myself when I was younger, had no idea how valuable the little things are, networking with the right people, surrounding yourself with the right people, learning things to learn things, not to learn them just to get a good grade. And regurgitate or, them. Yeah, and regurgitate them, then forget them, or get a job just to make a quick buck so that I can go spend it on alcohol and parties and, and whatever, um, rather than investing it. 
I love how you just jumped wholeheartedly into it and you're getting internships and you're getting clients because I remember sitting down with you <laughs> talking about how you had a part-time job and how you're talking about, well, you don't really have time to get clients and do these other things and adjusting your mindset to the part-time job isn't even doing anything for you. Yeah. It's giving you a bit of cash, but how is it really helping your life? You might have to go, quote unquote, work for free, but there's no such thing as free lunch. Yeah. You being in the gym, if that's what you really want to do and it's unpaid, eventually it's going to lead to paid. And now you're started. So you have a year of experience and you can charge more. But if you never start, you can't get to that point. So how did you get your internship? Because there's might be some listeners out there that are on the brink of wanting to change or wanting to start something. And one thing that you represent within the collegiate academic and athletic community is someone who clearly you recognize that puts the ego aside and do what you got to do to get what you want and where you need to go. So how did you initially get that internship and what inspired you to either reach out or connect? Kind of like I was speaking before, especially like for students, you have to kind of put yourself out in front of the people that you would want to be seen in front of because it's nothing's going to be really handed so to you. So who did you want to be seen in front of? So I wanted to be seen in front of people in Austin who are one in the fitness space, people that I knew too knew a lot of stuff that could teach me about all the facets of fitness that I do not know or that I felt like I was one, not either getting in like my school education or two, I didn't get from like my education and getting my um, personal training certificate. So people who could teach me, yes, I wanted to learn how to be a better entrepreneur, but really I want to learn how to be a better coach because I feel like if you can coach people, you can literally do just about anything. Like if you can hone in on like how to communicate with someone to motivate them to do something, you just are that much more well-rounded in anything else you want to do. So I wanted someone who could teach me how to be a good coach. So it was a lot of researching of like local gyms because I was like, well, I still have to finish school. Like my internship, if I want one in the fall, it's going to have to be here in Austin. So I, that's literally what I did. Like I would research gyms. Like when I was spring semester, I would research a whole bunch of different gyms, who owned the gym, what their kind of past was, like looking up all this crazy different stuff. And so it actually turned out that at UT, the College of Education, they had this, it was like a networking, I wouldn't even want to call it like a job panel because it wasn't really, it was basically just like a whole bunch of companies coming to tell us what they do. Anything from like Google to like a someone down the street needing like soccer refs, like for youth sports games. Like it was a whole bunch of different stuff and I just kind of put myself out there in like a whole bunch of different places and I just remember stopping at the booth for training for the game and just like the passion that the coaches were expressing I was like these people clearly like their jobs like you can tell when someone yeah. is just like there to like recruit or to like brag about whatever they have going on because I've been to many like business super corporate job fairs as a business student and you go and basically the company's like telling you like all this stuff that they do and you're like okay cool like Awesome. But you could tell these people enjoyed what they were doing, like just with the passion that they were speaking with. So that's when I was like, okay. So I kept in contact with them. It was kind of like reaching out, like kind of going back and forth all summer kind of because it was right before I was going to go abroad I, that I was looking for all these internships. And then so I went in for my interview and it was it was this weird thing. Like when I was there, like I felt like in the doors, like physically like 
this is like where I'm supposed to be at. Like weird, can't explain this, sounds super cheesy and corny, but like I was like, I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be at. My interview with my boss now, he's like one of my favorite people ever. My interview was like an hour and a half. Like it was the longest interview like I've ever had. He basically explained to me why they were different, like why he felt like they were different. And a lot of it that he explained was like, we're a team from front to back, wall to wall. Like that's why people like, that's even why our clients stay. Like they can tell one, we like being around each other and we always have each other's back. Like we're always teaching each other something, but we always know someone is there for you. So that was like my biggest selling point, but it took a lot of like putting myself in front of the right people. Like you have to kind of put yourself out there as a student. You kind of think like, oh, like eventually, like I'm just going to get a job or it's just kind of like kind of fall out the sky. I know for many business students, like we're like, oh, we're in Macombs. We're, we're going to get a job. Like, that's well, this, this is, oh man, this is such a good topic. You <laughs> actually have to do the real fucking work. Yeah, it's that's, not how it works. That's like the real work again. Like you're not getting paid to put yourself out there. You're not getting clout. Nobody's seeing this. Yeah. Nobody's seeing the little intangibles that you have to do. I'm eight years out and- when I was in school, it was a lot of, I'm just going to study really hard, get good grades, and then apply. We had this portal online mm-hmm. where you would just click for your applications, put them yeah, in there. And a lot similar. of students would just sit back and be like, oh, I got this opportunity or this. They'd get a couple opportunities. And I remember asking some people, like, do you even want that? And they're just like, eh, like, it seems cool. It seems yeah. all right. And I was the type of person who was just like, what the hell? Yeah. Why is the system so broken to the point where people aren't saying, this is what I want with my life. This is where I'm going to go. I'm going to test these avenues. It just baffles me. So for you, what inspired you to be like the way that you are? Because a lot of people, I get arguments or conversations, not necessarily <laughs> arguments with other entrepreneurs about, is it an innate thing or is it teachable? So for you, were you taught how to be like this or was it just an innate thing as you're an athlete, you're a go-getter, Yeah. you just went after it or did somebody or some group or something along the line have an impact for you to actually put yourself out there the way that you have? I don't want to say that it's so much innate. I feel like if I'm going to kind of give anyone like credit for it, it'd probably be like my family, like just like how my parents raised like me and my siblings. Well, my parents have always kind of made a joke, not really a joke though, like you want to work for yourself. Me, my brother, my sister, like anything that we've ever wanted to pursue, they're wholeheartedly there for it because my parents, they work corporate jobs. Like they work nine to five, which ends up half days, like for my mom is like nine to like freaking seven or eight, like by the time she gets home and has to do more work. From the youngest I can like even remember, my parents were always like, you want to be your own boss. To really enjoy life, like you're, like you're going to want to be your own boss. So I feel like entrepreneurially that mindset was kind of always instilled in me but I also always knew I had support which is I know a little bit different than a lot of people's situations you know like people don't always have that support people don't always know that they have like their parents or like their siblings or like their family behind them so I was my whole thing the whole time I was like well if no one else is supporting me through it like I know my family is like backing me and whatever like I call like my dream or like my vision or my goal so if I could like attributed to anyone or probably be my family but I think that a lot of it was learned like in coming to college because you come to college there's so many different opportunities and there's so much kind of stuff going on and you're in kind of throw all this kind of information and opportunities and all this stuff is thrown at you and it's kind of learning how to hone in on 
what's really important because there's so much stuff you could like spread yourself thin on. You could be a part of like six different organizations on campus and go to class and claiming that you're going to all these different events, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're just spreading yourself in all these areas, you're not really learning how to focus on anything. Like you're just running around doing this, doing this, doing this. You're just kind of doing all these things like to check all these boxes. There's no purpose behind it. Yeah, there's no purpose behind it. So I wouldn't even say... I wouldn't even say it's fully innate. Like it's something that you learn. And it's, I guess it's really when you find your purpose that it really kind of sets in. Like it really just sets in. But until you give yourself the time or the space to hone in on that, you're not, you're just going to keep like kind of like going through the motions and going through the motions. And I feel like my first two years of college, I was going through the motions because I was so caught up in what society said college should be or what. As a business student, like, or what the business school says like a business degree should look like. <laughs> I should be wanting to get all these crazy corporate internships. Like I should want to major in finance. I should want to do all this stuff. And it was just like, people would talk about getting these jobs or going to these job fairs. And it just sounded like so unappealing to me. Like to the point, I have never even been to a Macomb's career fair like in my life. And people, I used to actually work as a recruiter in Macomb's and parents would be like, you're not working at like Oracle or you're not, you haven't done an internship with like Google. And I'm like, no, like I was, they were just like less impressed with me because my employees or counterparts were like, they had just interned at whatever top company. And it was just, isn't it funny though? This is the, this is the thing I love about health and wellness because people, parents will put that judgment on you. Yet those are the people that are paying you yeah. behind closed doors. Literally a lot of money to help them fix their own lives. So that's the funniest thing to me is the highly stressed tech, finance, they're the ones that are paying to get their life back to trainers and coaches. And it's this repetitive cycle. Yet we take the brunt of, because when I quit my job, oh, you're quitting engineering to be a personal trainer and put videos on Instagram. And I was in my head like, Kind of, but I would say, no, not exactly. Because I knew where I was going with it. I knew what I wanted to do with it. And I knew the impact that it made on my clients and friends and family. But you have these people that pass this judgment on you. And that's where it's tougher as a student to really realize that, I mean, that's just their own insecurity at the end of the day. And that it, it has no reflection on you and power to you for just keep going on this path. But a lot of students, I think, I talk to Hamza about this a lot because he's like, should I get this internship or should yeah, I, I mean, do this? Talk about this and kind of stuff a lot. I'm like, dude, do whatever you want. Like yeah. you're going to be successful. You're already showing the signs of true success, which is leading communities, sharpening yourself, being self-aware, being kind, being empathetic. You're going to be fine. Why would you go do something because society tells you to do it? But how did you even end up in Austin at UT? Where'd you, where were you raised and it sounds like your parents instilled this entrepreneurial mindset in you. Where was that started? Um, well, I was born in Florida, in Jacksonville. It's like a smaller town. Um, and then me and my family, we lived in Alabama for a little while. It was like a really like random period of our lives. We were like, it was supposed to be like super temporary. Where in Alabama? Um, it was a town called Moody, Alabama, like super small population, probably like less than 500 people. It was outside of Birmingham. Every time I like look back at my past, I'm like, what we like, what even was that? It was honestly so hilarious. But that was still like early in my childhood. And then we moved to Texas probably 
whenever I was like in the elementary school, like first starting middle school. So I always like to say like, I really like grew up in Texas because I feel like Texas is like, it's kind of what shaped me. But Where I'm, in Texas? Uh, McKinney, Texas. So it's like a suburb outside of Dallas. So that's where I grew up like a majority of my life. And it's McKinney is kind of like affluent town, people there. It's a, there's a lot of old What's money. What's the thing to do in McKinney? What's the thing to do in McKinney? People just spend money. People have money and they just spend their money. It's like- On what? Material items, like shopping. Like there's a whole bunch of shopping. Sounds like Dallas. Yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely major Dallas suburb yeah. area. But I personally enjoyed growing up there. Like a lot of people that I talk to from like high school and stuff will be like, oh, like McKinney sucks, this, that, and the third. But I feel like it- it taught me a lot about like a array of different people, like just being around like a lot of different people. Cause I mean, coming to UT, that it's kind of like, there's still a lot of like that same demographic. Like there's people who just kind of come from money and I wasn't someone who just came from money. So it's, I think it helped shape me in how I communicate with people and how like, I tolerate certain people. So I think it honestly equipped me better coming to college where I grew up. But I grew up with, my younger brother and then like the later few years of my high school um I grew up with my older sister and they're like those are my people those are like <laughs> those are my best friends but in growing up I feel like I always knew I had to go to college my parents were just kind of like you're going to college or you're going to figure it out like you can figure it out. We're all here to support you, but you're going to have to figure it out outside of this house because y'all got to go. Like, So y'all are good. Like, if you're not going to go to college- How many siblings do you have? Um, I have two siblings. I have an older sister, and then I have a younger brother. And then my older sister is my half-sister. And then so all her siblings, like we've always just all claimed each other. So if you count them all, I have like five siblings. So they're all awesome. And it's funny because like as we grow up, like the more like we all get along, like a few years ago, we probably would have never even all been interested in like doing the same things and like- now, like, me and my siblings will go on trips. Like, in two weeks, like, we're going on, like, my sister's birthday trip, and it's just, like, a few years Where ago. Where are you like, going? Uh, we're going to Aruba. Nice. So, ever been there? No, I've never been to Aruba, so I'm really excited. Hell yeah. No, yeah, I'm really excited. It's, and the break is going to be much, much well needed after spring break, because um, I don't think I'm doing anything for spring break. Probably just sleeping more. Yeah, we, are, we all need to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably, probably <laughs> catching up on my rest. I, I want to get on that beach too, man. We're my wife and I are going to San Diego in two and a half weeks, three weeks. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, being but in some sun. I wholeheartedly understand uh, and feel a connection to. I grew up in a place that was it wasn't affluent. Like people didn't have money there, but yeah. I learned to interact with a diverse amount of people, and that helped me in college and helped me even today because I, I have noticed that UT is a little bit. I don't know what how, what the word is for it. Yeah, I but, haven't been able to quite put my finger on a word either. But a majority, a lot of people come for money. Like, yeah. like they just do. And I mean, and that's awesome. Like I think it's awesome that there's people's parents who can like pay for your entire degree and pay for where you're living, et cetera. But then you all, like, there's also just so much like stuff I, that comes with that. You a know? good example is I the apartment complex I used to live in, like the rent there was like three times the rent that I would pay when I was in college. Yeah. And I'm just like, how the hell are these kids? Oh, their parents. Yeah, their parents are paying <laughs> for it. Because, dude, especially here in Austin. That is not a thing where I'm from. Like, like West Campus, you're never going to pay like, if you're paying less than $1,000, like, 
basically you're probably one either one not living somewhere super nice or you just caught like a really good deal so where do you live on campus i live in west campus and me and my roommate live in like this super old apartment complex (laughs) that they're probably going to rip down within the next year to make it like some luxury student living uh, housing but so uh, we almost pay like a thousand dollars a month though like each so That's crazy. They jack, man. They they. It's insane. Crush you guys. We always make a joke like we're gonna end up like getting into like the student living real estate business whenever we graduate because if you think about it, if everyone like in these student living places, thousand dollars per person because it's not just like a big like one big rent everyone's splitting. So like, do you have your own room? Yeah. So I have okay. my own room, but that what they'll do is they charge you by the room. Yeah. So everyone has their own individual rent and then they market it as like, oh, like you never have to worry about your roommate paying their rent um, late, yada, yada. Like you're in control of your own rent. But when your rent is like $1,000 a month and you're paying $100 a month to park your car, four people in a four bedroom unit, you're like, dude, they're making like five grand off of just this unit. And it's a shithole. And I'm, yeah. And yeah. they throw them up in like six months. Like they're like, they're not, they can't be structurally that nice. So that's when I started realizing like, Okay, yeah, these kids have a lot, must have a lot of money because I'm like, there's no way. So that or they're taking on a massive amount of debt, and that's where this oh man, it, God, yeah, it's either that's a whole side. You either have a whole lot of money, or you're dragging yourself into a whole bunch of debt. So it's like freaking college, dude. It's like it's freaking college. So what what inspired you to go get your business degree in college? So you you came from McKinney, Texas. It, it taught you a lot, and then. You're 18, you're about to graduate high school. Run us through why UT and why business. It's actually funny because I remember visiting UT in high school and I was like, this is not, I don't like it here. Like I was like, mom, this is like not it. Like I, I didn't think I was sold on Austin. I thought I wanted to go to school like out of state in like California somewhere, like typical high school junior, senior girl. Like, oh no, I want to go far away from home. I want to do this, that, <laughs> and third. But I, I remember coming to UT and I, I just always kind of knew I wanted to study business. Maybe that's like going back to like the entrepreneurial things my parents had always instilled in me. And then also I feel like society's just always like, oh, if you have a degree in business, you can do anything. Like that's just like a common thing that people say. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to go study business. Honestly, didn't really know any, of anything else I wanted to study. So everywhere I applied in high school was to, like to their business schools. And I remember visiting UT and I remember visiting McCone specifically, which is the business school. And I went to this whole information session and they were telling us like the average scores, like the ACT scores to get in. And I think before that weekend, I had just taken the ACT for like the freaking fourth time. And I got like a 28 for like the third time in a row. And I just got an argument with my mom, like I'm not taking it again, like I'm not doing it. <laughs> and I remember being in the info session and the lady was like, yeah, the average ACT score was either like a 32 or like a 33, which is only like two points away from like a perfect score. And I just remember like the entire rest of the visit, I was like, shut down. Like I was like, this is out. McCombs is out. Like there's no way I'm getting into McCombs. Counted it out. And then literally I went back home and then I committed to go like be a walk-on and run in Arkansas. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Like I already got into Arkansas. UT is clearly not going to happen. And then I just didn't think that I liked it. Like I was just like, I didn't think that I liked it. And then it's like fast What didn't forward. you like? I don't know. I don't really know if when I was looking at colleges, I even knew like what I was looking for. Like it was just like, everyone's going to college. Everyone's going on college visits. 
I didn't like have a notebook of like, oh yeah, like this school size, and I I, I want to go to a big school. That I sounds like go a good a business school. idea because when same thing for me, it's you when you're younger, you just pick this thing in your head of like, oh I like this, and there's yeah. no reason behind anything. I have no idea. And then you what get I'm these pamphlets to these different schools of. And, but you don't realize the, like how big of a decision it really is and how yeah. it's going to impact your life. And I think, we, I mean, my high school and a lot of the high schools that I, my friends went to and we talked to, like they don't prepare you at all for like those decisions. Like as soon as you graduate, it's like, oh, you're out on your own. Yeah. Same thing with college, same thing happens. But signing up to, to pay that much money to go to a school, like you would think that you would have like you would this have whole... this check sheet of, okay, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. I was just going, like I was going to the schools. And what's crazy is if you look at like a whole bunch of high schools and like where like all the graduating seniors are kind of going, like most of them are going to the same schools. At, my, at least at my school, like either everyone went to Texas Tech, A&M, or everyone went to like Arkansas, like top three schools and everyone was just going I'm sure because everyone else was just freaking going there yeah, like it wasn't like following the crowd. yeah like they weren't like I'm not like downing any of this like they weren't like awesome schools like top ranked schools like oh that's where everyone else is going so it must be like a decent place to go so I honestly don't even know what I was looking for in a school I just knew that like McCombs had like some clout behind it and it was like top business school and then I was highly convinced that after that session I was like Definitely not getting in here. Maybe that's why I didn't even take the time to try to enjoy Austin because it was just like, this is like not even a possibility. Like, no way. And I was running track at the time. And so like our state track meet would be here at UT. Texas Relays would be here. So I would like, I was here like a couple of times a year. And like, I was just always like, no, this is definitely like not going to be it. Then I remember like fast forward. And that's probably like November of my senior year. Fast forward to like March. Everyone's like, oh, UT sent... They're all kind of decisions, et cetera. And I'm like, I don't even know if I want to check mine because a lot of my friends that I thought were smarter than me, they weren't getting in. And I was like, oh, I definitely didn't get in. Like people that I knew that were like valedictorian, like all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, oh no. Then I checked it and I got in. It took me like 30 minutes to process it because I was like, what does this mean? I have to go? Like I got into Macomb's. (laughs) Like, dude, do I have to go? Like, and that's kind of like how I was feeling. And I told my parents and my parents were just like, Pressure sets in. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, dude, you got into Macomb's? Like, it was like this entire, like, a few days of me, like, going back and forth. And I'm like, do I have to go? Like, I was feeling like everyone I told was making it like, oh. Like, this big this, deal. Yeah. This is a really big deal. Like, you're still considering, like, going to Arkansas? Like, you got, like, this is a Macomb School of Business. Like, talk, And I'm like, well, then I guess I'm going to go to Macomb's. And so that's what I did. I dropped Arkansas, and I committed to coming here to Macomb's. And that's... I always say it's like been like a like a really big blessing because I feel like one being in Austin has taught me a lot. Like college would just teach you a lot in general, but Austin is such a unique space in the fact that there's so many different kind of creative spaces that I've been able to kind of see a lot of different things that I don't think I would have been able to see in like Arkansas. You have, yeah, and you have a you have the city. Like yeah. you have this. Yeah, where like, we're I, sitting like right I literally now. live like downtown. Like I yeah. live in like downtown Austin. Campus is downtown. So it's it's been like my biggest blessing. But like when I look back on it, it wasn't like some like strategic choice. Like I wanted to go to UT all my life and I was like planning out this entire thing, like making sure like my resume was so perfect. Like I don't even remember what I freaking wrote about. It's it gives me chills thinking about that because people try to plan every little detail of their life and they stress. And this is, this is going back to the Barcelona thing um, and the Spain is I think in this country, people are trying to check boxes. Yeah. And that's really what 
depletes joy in people and happiness because true happiness in life comes from being able to just, I have a tattoo on me that is the wave. Just yeah. ride the wave, like feel, like feel things out and whatever is meant to be kind of, as long as you work hard and you're kind and you enjoy what you're doing, things will just work themselves out. And I think, again, that's something that colleges aren't teaching and schools aren't teaching you have to learn on your own and on the outside. And you've done obviously a clearly a great job of that. So you get to UT, you get into UT, you decide to come. What changed your perception? Because clearly beforehand, you kind of weren't sold on UT. Yeah. And then what, what was the turning point of changing your perception of where you were at? Because I think, again, there's a lot of people in their lives right now that they think they know what they really want and it's like, oh, that's not for me or all oh, that place isn't for yeah. me, but they don't truly know until you go out there and try. Yeah. What changed that perception for you? I would like to say it was like when I came on campus, but it like so was not. Like my freshman year was honestly probably like an atypical freshman year, but that just circles back around to like the societal idea of college. Like you go to college your freshman year, it's like so much fun. My freshman year, I honestly really struggled with one just like the curriculum of school in general, like classes were hard. Like I think I came and thought I was going to have like go to class, come home, take a nap. Like classes were hard. Like I was failing shit like all the time. Like I was failing tests like left and right. Like even to the point where like I was telling my parents, I was like, maybe I should go to Arkansas. Like maybe like McCombs is actually like too hard for me. So I struggled with that like probably well into my second semester like of my freshman year. Like I actually like I was convinced like I didn't want to be here. Like I was like, I'm just failing stuff, like, I'm tired, all I do is study all day, and, like, I'm just failing. And I really, all of my efforts were going to school. Like, all I was doing was studying and going to class. That's really it. Like, that's all I was doing. So it wasn't until, like, second semester, like, over Christmas break, like, I was like, I have to change something about, like, what's going on. Like, when I get back, like, it could not be, like, first semester. Like, I refuse. So I sought out to just, like, find myself, like, a community of people, like, Whoever it was, I needed people because I had convinced myself. Like, Were you I was, studying alone first semester? Yeah, like, probably. Like for the majority? I mean, like, and if not, I was studying with, like, probably the few people or, that I met from, like, orientation. That you were comfortable with. Yeah, like, people, yeah. That, yeah, people that I was comfortable with. And it wasn't until, I remember one day I was sitting in the library and I was studying for, like, I think it was, like, a microeconomics exam. I freaking hated economics. I hated it so much. And I was like, I had failed like almost every test like up into the final. And I was like, well, I have to like basically get 85 on the final to pass the class. And I remember there was like kids that were like sitting at the other end of the table. They were studying for the same test as me. And I was like, oh, like, do you mind if I study with you guys? Because like, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on, like quite frankly. And they're like, dude, we don't know what's going on either. And they're like, we've also failed like all the exams. And I was like, no, I was like, no way. And so it wasn't until I realized like, dude, you're not doing everything alone. Like, you're not the only one going through everything. I was like, oh, like, everyone here is, like, freaking normal. Like, I was just convinced that everyone was, like, excelling and, like, having so much fun. And I was like, they were like, no. Like, we were just also convinced that we hate it here, too. Yep. So that, 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 that was it. That such a point in not only in college, but in your career and anybody's occupation is if we allow ourselves to tell the story that we're alone and that we're the only one going through this, like you're going to struggle so much more because yeah. the story you're telling vividly, I remember, so I was an engineering student and the curves there are insane in engineering. Like mm -hmm. you literally get sixties and that's a B. Yeah. But when you, 
when you go from a high school where it's like a 93 and above is an A. And all you ever gotten was an and A. And you get, yeah, you, all you ever gotten was A's and B pluses your entire scholastic career. And then you go into college and quote unquote, you're failing things, but you don't understand curves. You don't understand how to work with other people. And this is my biggest problem with the education system is when you go through elementary and high school, you don't work a lot with other people. Yeah. It's like you study at home and then like your parents kind of dictate, are you going to be a good student or not? Yeah. So if you have the support of a good family, my parents would get me tutors if I wasn't doing well. Yeah. Other kids aren't that fortunate. So they just wouldn't do good. And then they would go to college and it would be worse for them. Right. Yeah. But for myself, when you get into college, I had the same, a similar problem where I would just try to do it myself just like I had done and I was like failing stuff yeah and it wasn't until I realized that okay I'm not gonna be that great at this because my passions lie elsewhere but I still need to get good grades yeah because I'm here and I have a scholarship so I need to go find people that are as passionate about this topic or this subject as I am about sports and health and business yeah and that's where it changed for me where I would partner with them and I would study with the smartest kids in the class. And if they're getting A's and I was getting an F, they would swing me up to <laughs> a C plus, yeah. B, B plus. So that was good enough for me in, in that time frame. And it sounds like for you, that was kind of the turning point of yeah. finding these other people that you're, you're in this together. And in entrepreneurship, it's the same thing. Like you, you were on a panel the other night where you had four other people on the panel, all different backgrounds, different genders, different occupations, but we're all coming together to kind of like help each other fight through the daily journey of yeah. what we're trying to do. So we're getting close to wrapping up and that's kind of where I want to shift the discussion of, okay, you came to school, you figured yourself out. What is it that's firing you up today? And what are you working on today? And then you're going to be going into your senior year. Mm -hmm. What do you see for yourself beyond yeah. that year? Kind of tackling the first question, I feel like what's firing me up today is now I can finally see the impact of the things that I'm doing. Like before I kind of expressed in years before this, I was just kind of like doing things to do them or like to look like I was doing like these certain things. Like we talked about in the panel, like sometimes like we were just posting things on our social media just like to look like we were doing things, but I wasn't that invested in them. Like now, like even in my clients, like I'm seeing like solid impacts that I'm making on people's lives. Like at my job, I'm seeing solid impacts that I'm making like in those people's lives and in, in the business in general. So now that I'm seeing that impact and it's like every month, it's like new goals are being hit, new targets are being made, but also new goals are still being created and stuff at the same time. Like it's like this never ending cycle. And so now that like my mind has kind of picked up on, okay, like you're able to constantly create impact. Like that is truly like what's firing me up right now. Like today is what, like March 1st. And it's like, I have a whole new month to, yeah, with the same intentions that I've had this entire year, keep moving forward. But it's a whole bunch of new stuff. Like I get to impact so many new lives. Like who knows, like the new clients that may come into the gym or someone who may find like my Instagram page and it's interested in being like an online client. Like I, you never know what impact you can make and it's just a continuing cycle. So that's what's firing me up right now. And I feel like, that's only going to continue to build upon itself like as the months come and whenever August does come in my senior years there, I think I'm going to be very much doing like the same things that I'm doing now, but one, I'm going to be better at them. Like I'm going to have learned so much. Oof, like goodness. I'm going to, I'm going to be that. better at them. So all of my processes are going to be like 
that much faster. I'm going to be able to take on that much more and impact that many more people's lives. So I think that throughout my senior year, it'll just be a lot more magnitude of impact. Like, I don't think I'm going to be doing anything completely crazily different. Like, my processes may be a little bit different, but what I'm doing, like training at my job, going to class, like, that won't be any different. But the process and how efficient I am will be different. And then post-graduation, I know, like, in goal, I eventually want to have, like, my own physical space. But I'm still, like, I'm in a place where I know, like, I still have so much to learn. Like, I have so much to learn. Like, I'm not an expert in training or in business, like, by any means, like, at all. Like, I know a lot of stuff more than, like, the average person, like, walking on campus, sure. But it's, like, I have so much to learn. So I am not against, like, having to stay where I'm at and continue to learn until, like, okay, I'm ready, like, to do my own thing. And I know I have a support system behind me. And by then, I'm sure I can have, like, an idea of a team because, again, entrepreneurship is, like, so much about a team. Like, it's always looks like I, 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 or me, me, me. And like, it's so not like, that's just not how business works. So after graduation, like just learning more and with the extra time that I have, like not having to go to class, just kind of like honing in on like what I even want my physical space to be like, or what specific niche, like I even want to serve. I know I enjoy training and I know I enjoy the industry as a whole, but like specifically who I want to serve, like within it is what I'm still kind of like gathering. So Hopefully by graduation, I'll be able to have a little bit more time to and like, invest yeah, yeah. and energy to invest in it. Because like, as much as I like to say like, oh, like schools, like whatever, like it does take a lot of freaking time. You have to go to class, you have to study, like even just to pass, like you have to put some minimal amount of effort into it. So it's like moving forward, probably doing the same things, but at a higher level, like more efficiently. So that's what I imagine like my senior year and going to graduation being like. I love that. And that's, that's advice for anybody. Yeah. It's slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Like focus on the controllables. What can you control? And you already found what you're passionate about. You found what you want to learn more about. And now it's just about improving that and not really trying to run before you walk. Yeah. And you don't even know what it's going to be like after you graduate and have that free time. So I love your response in not getting too far ahead of yourself and honestly reducing your ego to learn from other people. Because if you learn from other people and then you transfer that knowledge down, focusing on transferring that knowledge is what's gonna get you what you really want in life. Yeah, Your clients are the ones that predicate your success in the future. So that's where I want to define who you work with now and who would be, if someone's listening to this, a candidate for working with you. Who, who are your clients now and what is your niche right now that you wanna work with fires you up to work with and somebody maybe who's listening to this sitting on the brink of working with a personal trainer how would they understand that they're the right fit for you I don't want to say that quote-unquote ideal client but I feel like the niche that I'm most successful at serving right now are one college students just because I know like from a client aspect like if I were to be trained by someone like I wanted to be someone who can understand like some of the struggles that yeah, I'm going like that I'm kind of going on with like as college students. Like I don't want to say like we don't live like normal people. We don't like the average college student like is probably sleeping less than they need to. Like they're probably eating like trash. Like up eating like one in the morning, whatever. Just not taking care of themselves like as much in general. And as a college student, like I can relate to that. So when someone comes to me with something like that, like. I can let you know like how I kind of struggled with it, what I did and give you a little bit of tips, like not necessarily telling you what you need to do or have to do, but being able to teach you. 
in a way. And then I've really been connecting well with females in this space just because I feel like females, especially at least on campus, a lot of what they struggle with is just like they don't feel like they have like the confidence or like the competence just to even go to the gym. Like in general, like they feel like they go to the gym on campus and it's like a whole bunch of like men, like muscle meatheads. Yeah, like there's a whole bunch of bro workouts going on and they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to do it. And that's definitely not the environment where they want to go try it out. Like, so my entire kind of like mantra behind my training right now with my um, personal clients is, one, it's like, Everyone's a college student, so obviously I know I'm probably not going to be training you for like a very long period of time, like depending on where you are in your college career and like how our schedules align, et cetera. So it's like, what can I do for you in whatever this short period amount of time that we're training in? What can I teach you to give you this solid, at least foundation so that whenever we're not training together or whatever, you can go to the gym feel that much more confident, that much more competent in what you're doing to where you're not completely like discouraged from going like at all. So I would say people or especially college students or females that are struggling with kind of the idea of just confidence and competence, like the motivation is there, like you want to better yourself, but I just don't know how to do it or I'm too kind of scared to go do it. Because once you have a little bit of confidence in the gym, like I probably used to struggle with that, like as a female. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to wear what I want to wear to the gym. but going to do what I want to do. Because some of the workouts I do probably aren't even, like, super traditional workouts. But it's like, I don't care. So if I can get everyone else or whoever I'm training a little bit closer to that level without me, like, they're going to be so much better off. And then maybe, like I said before, they can bring a friend with them to the gym. Show them some of these baseline movements. Show them how to lunge. Show them how to squat. Just do super baseline thing so at least they have an idea of how to program whatever they want to do going forward so anyone struggling with the confidence the competence like if you're on campus please reach out to me I want to be able to help you in like whatever capacity I can because that is where I feel like I'm able to connect with the most currently Hell yeah. So where do they, where do they reach out to you? What's the best um, way to get in contact with you? Best way to get in contact with me would be either DMing me on my Instagram page. Um, my ad is train underscore with underscore Ash. And then my contact information and my email is also in my bio as well. If you hit my little contact button, that'll shoot me an email directly. I check my email just as often as I check like my social media. So either one of those just kind of, we can meet. Like I usually meet with my clients or inquiring clients like I'm like okay before I even have them fill out like any kind of questionnaire like I'd like to sit down meet with you in person like just to kind of get a feel of like what's going on because everyone's journey is so different and even if one even if you want to be an online client like I still want to be able to connect with you like I want to be able to connect with you so that would just kind of be first step reach out to me on either one of those so we can set up a time to meet and just kind of get your goals aligned like see if even training with me is something that you would even be interested in. Like it may be that I may not be your fit and that's totally fine, but it's a step in the right direction if you're really serious about starting your journey. Awesome. So I just want to say thank you again, Ashlyn, for being on the show. For those that don't know, uh, again, she is in college, is running her own personal training and coaching and then also in an internship with sounds like a really badass company. So if you're not inspired by this episode, I don't know what's wrong with you because <laughs> that sounds like a lot is on your plate. And it's awesome that I got to spend some time with you here on a Sunday afternoon. So really, really appreciate you. And one of the things I'm super passionate about is giving people their first chance at having a voice. And I just appreciate you coming on. This is your first podcast. And 
your college student, which is something that I'm super, super passionate about, the education system. And I know how busy you are and how much is going on. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Everyone, if you love what you just heard, please reach out to her. She told you her Instagram. It's at train underscore with underscore Ash. She's amazing and would love to help you. And if you want to connect with me as well, it's at Thrive On Life. We'd love to, if you haven't done a podcast before, get some new people on here. And I'm looking for my next college student to uh, to interview for This is upcoming March. We'll be doing it again in April. So please reach out to us. We'd love to help. And again, thank you for listening to the Thrive On Life podcast. This is CJ Finley. Until next time, thrive on.